listeners and hello to the Campbell's Footballs podcast. I'm joined uh, for this episode by three guys of a really well-kent uh, local podcast here in the northeast of Scotland. It's the gents from Two Blokes and a Mike podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. I'm very well. Can you can you introduce yourselves to my listeners? Um, I'm Marcy. Uh, I'm Dunk. And I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you just said and Mike at the end there. That's absolutely fantastic. Gents, welcome to the show. How are we keeping during these times? Yeah, good, good, yeah. Yeah, weather's been terrible today, like, but uh, it's all good. It's uh, it's not particularly great, is it? It's uh, typical Scottish weather at this time of year. How have you guys been coping during the coronavirus? Because it's been a pretty strange time for everybody. Yeah, well, basically. This is how our thing all started, was it, Mass? Yeah. Yeah, so we, we was on kind of lockdown. None of us were working for a week, 10 weeks, so. Lies, I was. Oh, you were still All the way through, a solid worker. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Me and Doc weren't it. Yeah. And uh, neither Doc did as much work. <laughs> 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 uh, but we just, I was at Hell Group, I was a bit, how much was it? Well, it was 16 of us, yeah. our pals, and we was I zooming Saturday nights quiz nights and getting together and speaking about football as we always have and it was kind of my idea we should start a wee podcast or something while uh, we're on this lockdown so that's how I started basically because I COVID so it's something positive to come from COVID yeah, I suppose yeah 100% Marcy gave us a phone and just went she fancied doing a podcast so initially I was like are you joking and then he was like then he goes well look how many times have we just phoned each other and chatted we flipped back and we just went, aye, fair enough. And then he goes, I was thinking about asking Mike. And Mike's like the IT was, so it kind of sort of married in like that once we asked Mike. The technical guru. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get somebody with good looks on as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Gull isn't available, so we've done. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, guys. And it seems like that you've really captured the imagination of a lot of Northeast guys, especially uh, during the COVID crisis. And that must be a really positive thing for the whole area, as well as yourselves. 100%. Uh. Yeah, there's been a lot of good feedback. A lot of folks say it's a good laugh, and like we have a laugh day in it, and so. The people get a laugh at me then, it's good. That's the main thing for us, Grant, is we're, I mean, we are, we are nobodies really, in terms of, we're, sometimes we criticise players, but we've still got to remember they're ten times better than we ever were. <laughs> so you've got to keep that in mind. So we're trying to keep it light-hearted, we try to get a laugh. Just like, basically, we try to keep it like we'd, we we do it at pub. We are the boys. We don't speak about football. So we try to just keep it, like I did. When we first started, it was really awkward. I thought as soon as we got the record button, we weren't ourselves at the name. But when we're 15 episodes in now, so I think we're getting a bit more like ourselves and just like sitting, doing the bar, doing the bar, getting a chat. 
I love the way I love the way people are comparing their own podcasts to me. I feel really lucky because you know I, I feel like I sort of set a precedence to folk. But actually, you guys are performing some really great stuff with the YouTube stuff and a range of other um, kind of. Um, but also, be- for, for me, Grant, genuinely, is like I like it to come across that we do kind of know what we're talking about as well. Yes. We do study football massively and it's a big deal especially me and Mars have played together and stuff and played a ton of that so we want to come across that we're mm. making a bit of sense also you know what I mean yeah, no, absolutely. Now, for those obviously that because we're doing this on as an audio recording and we're co- recording this over Skype, what is really great is the array of shirts behind you guys. Uh, any connections? Why those shirts in particular? I'm just very keen to to know why well, some of these shirts exist. Well, 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 Which one? Just go from left to right on as we're as I'm looking well, at it. Well, uh, so this one, the white one. Just no, no. Well, whatever. It doesn't well, matter. Well, that's, Okay, Mars, you go for top right. So top top right's Turf United. So we've got home and away Turf United. Obviously, we're kind of lads. Me and Doug play for Turf United. So uh, just the Turf United shirts. We've also got the amateur team in Turf, which I used to be manager of Turf Thistle. And I think that's the most famous like, Turf Thistle strip. Really well uh, thought after strip. Uh, then above that, we've got Lee Henderson. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Lee. No, I haven't, actually. Sadly. Sadly, no longer with us, but he's well known, especially in Turriff. He's a he was a Turriff player. Played for a lot of Highland League clubs. Well known in the Highland League, massive character. But well missed, so he's deserved up in the wall. The team photo is when we won, won the first division with Turriff United. Me and Duncan's up in that photo. We uh, great memories, great memories, good team. This is me, I'm a big Parkers fan, and I can't if you're a fan of I'm not personally, but I know a lot of my listeners are, so I'm really interested to, no, to see that. Yeah, big, uh, big player for the Parkers back in 90s, uh, Reggie White. That's his top. Underneath that top's... Uh, Pink Duncan, I. Uh, well, that's very your strip. It's, it's one of the worst ever strips ever made, and it's a Dunfermline top. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I remember that strip. <laughs> Yeah, then we've got a Sweden top behind that, which is uh, purchased from my grandmother. She bought me that because we've got like a Scandinavian kind of connection. Same with the Denmark one. Yeah. Then we've got an Five E FC behind there. Yeah, Five E Five E donated. We're doing a twenty-four hour podcast for Charlie. Yeah. And uh, October, November. Well, end it. Start first October. First of November. And uh, that was the, the. uh, they sponsored an hour 5e and they also donated a 5e top for the raffle so we just hung up on the wall and well that's my favourite ever yeah, strip one of the great all strips uh, yeah. who went from Barcelona yeah. right card classic one of my favourite strips so we've got out there um, a Parker's hat we need another bit of Parker's <laughs> on there and, and well I think we are agree the best player in the world Mr. Diego Maradona. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Just seen it on eBay, and I thought I've got it. Yeah. I've got it from the back wall. Well, it's an and absolutely, it's an absolutely fantastic um, montage behind you guys, and that <laughs> that must really inspire you when you're doing your own podcasts as well. I take it. Well, I, I've, I've watched like like again, I'm big in NFL. There's a lot of like podcasty sort of stuff in the NFL, and whenever I watched them, the way was decorated the place and. Yeah. I just thought, well, just it's kind of thrown together a bit, but that's the look that kind I of was trying to create. But we'll add to it, subtract to it, your time. And, yeah. Well, luckily enough, uh, my mom 
is give us a, a lot of room. It's quite a compact room here in the Legion, so it's a we get we can leave all our gear here and stuff, so we can just keep it keep it as is. So. Ah, that's a, that's absolutely class. That's absolutely tremendous. And what I also have noticed looking at this live Skype video in front of us is the range of uh, model figurines in front with your two mics, <laughs> blokes in the mic cup in the centre. Um, some really great memories for me personally because I remember getting these out of old, uh, I think it was either crisp packets or uh, things like that. It was absolutely fantastic yeah. memories for me. I, I used to collect them when I was a kid. And... Uh, Obviously, I stopped collecting them as I got older, and then I did, they were just thrown up in a loft. And I thought, ah, they could be sitting on the table for a podcast, so I just got I've got, I've got thousands of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just put like the best players up on the table here. So, don't forget the darts. The darts here as well. So, we've got a little challenge. We're starting with guests. Well, I, I like this because I'm a, I play a bit of darts myself. Not particularly well, I must say, but I do play for a team in the local area, so I will have to give you guys a game post COVID. Nine darts score can be beaten with two darts. Is this like Bullseye? 101 or more than six darts? <laughs> No, we just try to do. Well, Massey came up with the idea of trying to do something similar, like a Top Gear kind of idea, like uh-huh. the fast, fastest around the track. So he came up with the idea of the highest score with nine darts. So any time we get a guest on, we'll get him to throw nine darts, and we'll have a, a little leaderboard. And over time, we'll see who the winner is. So, so you definitely want to us three. practice when you come and speak this side, come and do your podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I will have to. Uh, I will have to get myself in practice mode for that. Chance, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, um, and I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about your own journeys individually, but also about how Two Blokes and a Mic really has sort of developed and evolved into a cracking podcast um, at, at the moment. My first question to you guys is, what made you want to follow football in the first place as your sport of choice? Brilliant. Until, until women and drinks and, uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a 90s loon, and, and one of my favourite memories growing up is Jumpers for Goalposts. And I remember playing in, the, in a primary school here in Ellen with a, a lot of great friends, and I wasn't very good. I, w- I was always trying to impersonate a football referee or, or a football commentator because I was absolutely <laughs> rubbish at playing the game. But it was great banner. It got me involved with my group of friends growing up, and it, it's great memories for me personally. What was it like for you guys? Did you play rebounds with the jumpers? We didn't actually. I remember playing Wally and a, and a few other games, oh. but uh, <laughs> no. But we used to we used to play jumpers, dude. And if you if you went over the jump, jumper, jumper, and goalie hit it, throw it out as though it rebounded off the post. Ah, no. I, well, I think I don't think we did. We just always had this argument of whether the ball was over and yeah. things like that. You yeah. stand up. It's a really. Uh, Interesting argument, shall we say? And if a few of my Alan uh, Michael Mill pals, in particular, who are listening to this, uh, feel free to uh, email me on the show and let me know your memories of that. Um, guys, you know, you... We was, uh, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, on no, go on. Uh, we, was playing, we, we probably fell out there and we got on. <laughs> we were playing, going to stuff like that, or ball in hand, or on a post, and we used to fight. And yeah, I would say there's a lot of big characters in our group and a lot of winners, I would say. And like, yeah. Most of us wanted to play football, and like I think I'd do this in good stead because everybody, everybody hated getting beated. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to delve in a little bit more to your inspirations and I noticed obviously the, the shirts behind you and, and the picture of Maradona were those guys inspirations to you or were there any others that we, that are not on the wall of fame shall we say in yeah. your in your list of inspirations and idols locally and footballing as a whole personally mine's probably more local so yeah. I can remember starting Turf Boys Club as a guy to Turf Charlie Oxton and like mm-hmm. he taught us like things at training skills like the Revelino, the Van Basten, and all these sort of things in training and I remember sort of like even more falling in love with the game and Charlie schooled us and I look back now and I've spoken before when Charlie was ahead of his time in my opinion and like the training I got and like I just loved it more and more for that point onwards mm-hmm. and then I had like played for Tariff Night my family was deeply associated and my uncle Bruce who was a big inspiration in my football as well to be honest so like yeah there was Dodge players and stuff like that that followed yeah. it I'd probably say me personally was more local yeah. than Famous. Sure, sure. What about yeah, the other guys? I'm kind of the same, really. Say local based, uh, big influence in me when I was younger. I was Frankie Chalmers, I a voice club, and then I I was more a fan of Toronto United rather than like big clubs. Yeah. So uh, probably my earliest memory, because I, I was I was a defender. I used to look at defenders. So I would be Stevie Rose was that. Ian Bruce, boys like that, the Turf United, Mikey Gerrard, lads like that, the Turf United, all the defenders. Used, used, Turf used to be a really good junior team when we was growing up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you we were speaking about, like, for, for me, uh, watching football was always Italian football I watched when I was a youngster. So probably Baresi was probably my biggest sort of influence if you're speaking like famous footballers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Let, Bruce, Mike, well, uh, Dunk's Uncle Bruce was a big influence on me for a few nights when I was there, like, so. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Mike? For me, personally, I was going as far as saying I was a massive football fan. I loved playing football with my friends. Um, I had ability, but I didn't push forward with it. So, growing up, I, I enjoyed watching Aberdeen teams, um, your Hans Heel Houses and players like that, but locally, as both the guys said, we used to love going down watching Tariff United and 
players like Jamal Zander and everything, they were entertaining yeah, and that was our Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of influences growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Which are keys for me. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Hans himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we nicknamed him Harry Hans. Oh, my dad used to nickname him that. <laughs> him and Andy Gray, God, those were the memories. I'm really interested to, to talk a little bit more about your influence of Italian football in particular because Gazetta um, really was the, the, its time back in the day in the early 90s and growing up. You know, James Richardson is my hero and my all-time, I guess I'd love to get on my own show. Um, but he is just an absolute legend, isn't he? Yep, absolutely. Oh, sitting, sitting there with his uh, big paper, pink paper, paper, paper. Okay. and his I tell you, and he'd always say something fancy like a drink, like a fancy cup of tea, or a fancy Sky Sports, wasn't it? So Saturday morning was football. It's like before we play football, like is it? I tell you, ten o'clock are the best players in the world at that time playing Serie A, and it really was. Yeah, definitely. Everything about that program was absolutely brilliant, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, we started quite a low budget, I think. It was. But, but, Jesus, they got everything. It was and, so good. And what I loved about Gazetta was that every single ingredient came together. Obviously, it was kind of tailored towards Gaza starting out, and that and James would always be the guy who was doing the news. But you had Kenneth Wollstonehome, who is an absolute legend, sadly no longer with us. And you had Peter Brackley, also sadly no longer with us, one of the best commentators. And I've also spoken to Gary Bloom, who's been very much involved in the show. And you know, it's a tremendous program. And some of the players you mentioned, Baresi earlier on, but some of my favourite players Del Piero Totti Batistuta um, some of the Lazio team really really good players back in there what a great league it was at that time and that really was at the time it was better than what the English Premiership is then, and and it's kind of taken over hasn't it 100% all the world class players were playing in Italy at the time it kicked on for Italia 90 for me like Italia 90 was the best World Cup I think that I can remember Italia 90 and then it just kicked on through there. Yeah. Italian football through, especially early nineties. AC Milan's team, AC Milan team with Van Basten, Hulet, Rijkaard, Barisi, Savicevic, Savicevic, Ramadoni, Daniela Masaro, Masaro. Just and then Rossi, the goalkeeper as well, was pretty good. Yeah. Rossi, Rossi, Rossi with that baseball cap. Yeah. I mean, that Milan team were very good in the day. And then, obviously, Maldini kind of made it his own. And then you had Nesta, who I sort of followed. And then even the players like Shevchenko and Anzaghi. I mean, that Milan team was superb, yeah. wasn't it? Super, super team, yeah. And then I how, fo- how old are you, like, uh, Well, I'm, I'm 91 when I was born, so I, I missed Italia 90. But, I, but I, I sort of cottoned on to Gazetta around about the mid-90s, late-90s. And then, yeah. you know, that was kind of catching the end of its sort of uh, time yeah. on Channel 4. But it's still a classic. And what I love about Richardson in particular is he, he hasn't fallen out of the, the limelight. He, he's continued to do Totally Football Show, which is one of my favourite podcasts. And his voice yeah. and his, just his, his uh, wit yeah, and enthusiasm yeah. was just second to none. His voice, could you? Yeah. yeah. He, never, he never says a cliche. No. <laughs> so anyways, very individual. Yeah. Just a really good, really good. Yeah. And it, I, another good thing about Gazetta is they had a laugh, right? They did. Yeah, players on used to hear a laugh. Yeah, but a banner, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I, I was helping. I mean, I was watching one of the. Um one of the videos that was up on uh, Jimbo's own uh, YouTube channel and I remember him chatting with David Platt and of course David Platt played for that wonderful Sampdoria team back in the day I mean that was a terrific side Mancini Mancini 
Was it Viali? Was it something? Yeah, was it yeah, nice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great memories. To catch up with more Campbell's Football's podcasts, please listen to more on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's take it a little bit back towards... What was the centre-half at Hardy centre-half? Maybe we spoke about that. I thought he fit What was his name again? I for Sampdoria. Yeah, was it Sampdoria? I named him. Uh, you named him, mate. Oh, uh, I'll come to my... Uh, anyway, <laughs> I thought it was maybe like Alboreto, but that's an F1 driver, I think. <laughs> Anyway, I want to bring it back locally to, to you guys, because obviously you're very much Turriff-based. What does the town of Turriff and the clubs that is associated with Turriff mean to you guys? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> question. I start with Dunk. Turriff United is everything to me, because, uh, like I said to you, my family was deeply associated. Like, my dad was chairman for a long time. Uncle Bruce was assistant manager for a long time. All my uncles played for Turriff United at the same time my granddad was a groundsman for ever and then like I say unfortunately my uncles and my dad are no longer here so the stand's now named after the chap like it's called the Charmer stand so basically to be honest and blunt thought of United is everything to me yeah yeah and what about the other guys yeah, yeah. United for me as well especially when just I, me and Dog Beth from when I was kids was all, especially home games as I was there I used to travel on the bus with the players to watch our away games and we're speaking 10 year old, 11 year old. Yeah. And I was always involved, always watching, always wanted to play for him, ended up playing for him. Captain. Captain them. Was the, was the first captain going into Highland League, first captain that Turrified in Highland League. And so I was, I was a special place, Turriff for me as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I, it always will be. Yeah. Turf, it's your, your local team, is it? It is. Yeah. It also is. The, I was manager of the amateurs, so I got a wee taste of the. No, I mean, I think it's very important about hometown clubs because as an Ellen Loon, I, I follow all the Ellen teams. I mean, I was very much involved with Ellen United for a couple of seasons. Then I started to really make headway with my podcast and unfortunately could really commit to too much more stuff. But I still very much keep up to date with the, the United side, the amateur side and the Thistle side. And, and it's good to see yeah. your local teams do well. And, you know, I'm an Aberdeen fan and always will be an Aberdeen fan, but I always like to see how my local teams do and I always want to see them win. Absolutely. I think it's important you try to get behind your local team as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And once the Highland League starts again, we'll be covering United on it for the past. There'll be a lot of Tony United. Of United. Yeah. Obviously, not doing too well, I knew, but I try to bring through young yeah, local yeah. Uh, so it's good to see them getting a chance of that. And we used to have some good battles well in United, by the way, from yeah. those playing the juniors. Uh, absolutely. Well, I was, who was the manager again at uh, Ellen? Well, Scotty Clark was Scotty Clark. He was there. Uh, just trying to think Ben Chapman was uh, yeah no Chapman. Ben Chapman oh. quite well and little bastard <laughs> <laughs> I, was always, I was always up against Chapman so 
so I know Chopper really well. <laughs> good player. He was a good player, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he liked playing for Ireland. I think he, he's, he's similar to us. Nah, he, he, he got yeah. the vibe up there. He was the same as us. He loved playing for Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good to have rivalries like that, and and it's it's obviously you want to win on the pitch, and there's obviously there's no friendships when you're playing, but after the game, it's all about having a sociable pint and just you know chewing the fat with people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what's gone through the game. To be honest, yeah. like when we played, it was a massive thing in the juniors. Was like an hour after work was a given. Sometimes the whole night you would stay somewhere if it was going well, but now it just seems to be that everybody just scarpers. Why do you think that is now? It's just changed days, is it? Yeah, right. Games changed, the personalities have changed. I think the leaders and the uh, that have been kind of taken out of the game a bit, or leadership's been taken out of uh, young players, and maybe just humans in general are different now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> we, was brought up, we was brought up in the 80s, and times weren't just so good in the 80s, were it? Ken was yeah, I mean, brought up in hard times. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got that steel about you, Absolutely. Yeah, no. Kids get fit, they want you, don't they? Well, they do. And what I find really funny, what I find really funny is I, I listen quite a lot to Alan Brazil and Ray Parler's stories, along with Ali McCoy's on, on Talk Sport. And you never hear any of this sort of stuff going on now. Some of Ali McCoy's stories in particular are so, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we. Like, it, like for me, trained at Turf United. I'm not joking. Some of the some of the guys on. I mean, the, 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 our training games are sometimes nasty on the actual Saturday games. Really? Never word. Like, yeah. we're so we're so competitive with each other. And, uh, everybody playing their Turf team will tell you the same. But if that in a in a pub on a Saturday, we could socialise as well. Okay? Yeah. Were you guys? I love, I love, I love being like uh, I love the training being competitive. I love the Were you guys hard trainers starting out? Were you guys very committed to training to, to do your best or were you guys more just, you know... Can I start off with saying, can I start with saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> me and Doc kind of lies, never miss a training session. Never, never miss a training session. Like, me and Marcy had been there and I was like six, six guys, boys, seven guys, eight yeah. guys. And I would like, like say 18, I moved in Aberdeen. So I was travelling out for Aberdeen twice yeah. a week for training. But that was just ingrained in us. Again, I would say that was how we were brought up as well. Yeah. To be honest. We used to train in the snow up here. Uncles, no jokes, diving headers and yeah. stuff like that. We used to love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it could be a thought sometimes. If it's like, like a day, it's lashing a rain. You think, ah, I've got to go and train. Yeah. But once you were out sliding about, you're loving it. Yeah. Yeah. You miss, I miss that. Yeah. 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 No, man, you used to be like 10, even like 8, 9, 10, 11, pissing a rain. Yeah. It's just school, just clattered and just brilliant. Do you guys think that players nowadays have got it easy playing? Ah, definitely. Even you hear about the, like back in the day, the apprentice players had to clean the stadiums, clean the boots, wash the strips. They used to hate the other stuff, but now I think pro the apprentices Go near, picking up a bag up it. I think that, that teaches you, shows you, if you're going to stick in here, this is maybe for you to get to spend the rest of your life doing. Yeah. So it gives you a hunger to want to 
make it into the first team, stay up, and make a decent career for yourself, kid. I think that's uh, it's all gone, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's character, Robin. Yeah, no, definitely. Like what, what do the rest of the guys think? Nah, same thing. They definitely got it easy, but like you say, it's just, again, a generational thing, in my opinion, because it's like, I had it far from hard, but like I say, my dad was hard on me. Like, my mum was hard on me at times. It's just, I think it's just changed days and how, like, I've obviously got my own kids now, and I'm, well, semi hard, but probably not as hard as what I got it, so. Semi hard. <laughs> Scott Mills, Chris Stark, if you're listening on Radio One, <laughs> very much, very much welcome. The game has progressed, and obviously training techniques and yeah. things like that are progressing. That's one of the things that's kind of moved that, on for the game. To be to be honest, the, the game technically is better now. But technically, it's better. Mm-hmm. And it's a lack of leaders. I, I think they went too far into the technical side and forgot about the winning mentality and can can steal about you and graft about you. Yeah, no. So I think they need to find a better sort of middle ground with it. I wanted to chat. Yeah. I wanted to chat to you about Turriff United moving into the Highland League because, you know, they're one of the younger clubs to have joined the Highland League setup. Um, how big a difference has that transition been for you guys? Well, I got turfed after six months. <laughs> 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 How's that far behind us? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm a very better man. and my dad moaning about certain things and stuff and how it was changing and I just but I'm a realist it's a natural progression you move up a level things have got to get more professional things have got to change better players have got to come in so obviously when we played for Turriff it was 11 Turriff lads in the squad that was never going to happen in the Highland League and that's just a sad fact of life you move up a level you need better players so things are going to change and a lot of things did change a lot for good but certain things for bad in my opinion yeah. well it's been nearly done full circle again because the group of guys yeah. is doing nearly full of terror guys yeah so now they're back to like youth again so yeah, it's, it's good it's good for the town it's yeah. good for the club the club I think we've said it in uh, previous podcasts progression's like is good yeah. so moving to the Highland League for the juniors is progression isn't it so it's a it's a different level altogether and if it's also the facility always was good at terror but now it's like Top drawer. To me, it's the best facility in the league. It is. It is. I, I've never actually been to a game at Turf, but having seen the setup, it's fantastic. I mean, I I think there's I think there's a lot of really interesting grounds in the Highland League, and I, I've followed all of them. But but Turf have got terrific setup there. Oh, it's worth a visit, like yeah, yeah. You, you buy a waffle, you might win a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want a free mug, rather. Well, I'll say a few things, but... <laughs> have a be close enough to win that. We'll come on to that in a second. But I just wanted to chat to you guys about um, other clubs in the Highland League, because obviously Brora, you know, won it last season. Cove have gone into League 2 and, and, and won League 2 and have, are, are heading into League 1. Do you feel the Highland League is improving every season and aspiring clubs like Turriff to, to keep improving? I think, that's, I, no. I think it's improved quality-wise. No, I've seen it's, I think it's dropped off. No, it's dropped off, definitely. Really? You always big, well, I definitely. I mean, you, you look back, late 80s, early 90s, I mean, you've Elgin, Peterhead, Inverness, Thistle, Caledonian, uh, 
putting their teams to the loss now. But we've lost Cove now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've lost a lot of big, big clubs. So, I think the quality of the Highland League is near what it was. It's still a good league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's definitely dropped off in terms. You lose it in clubs like that, it's got to drop off. Yeah. I mean, when Huntley, Huntley won five in a row, I think that was like hard time, Hunt. It was a brilliant league. Yeah. I remember that time when Huntley Serious. were really dominant. Yeah. Seriously good players, seriously good teams at that time. I don't think it's quite that standard mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It's still a good standard. I mean, I couldn't make it. It's rubbish, and yeah. I mean in that sense, but obviously having watched it all my life, it's definitely tailed a bit, tailed a bit. It's the same as the juniors, I think. Yeah, same with the juniors. Juniors, it's not quite as good as it was. And again, I even put that back to you. Nowadays, people have to work, and a lot of people have went offshore over the years. And like back in our day, there was if somebody worked offshore, they didn't get signed. You missed any training, you wouldn't play. Whereas now, you go and watch a junior game. There's probably four or five boys in every squad that work offshore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to see how that dynamic has shifted. And you mentioned about you yeah. know families as well and people going offshore and that. And I and I haven't been involved with the junior side myself. I can definitely agree with quite a lot yeah. of what you said yeah. there. It's, I mean, I always seems to be the best players on that show. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's it, always the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having been I mean, in. Do- Having done a little bit of management, as you said, with with um, the amateur team at Turriff, what, what did you what did you like about doing that? I just like being involved in football. I like being involved in the feeling of winning and losing again. Boys and showers. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed at that, but that was quite funny. <laughs> Just that, I mean, I hate losing, yeah. and I love winning, but I, I like being in a competitive environment, it just suits me, I just like, so, I like that, and I like, de- I like dealing with players and different personalities, especially as a manager, you've got to treat some guys different, and... So you're saying your own words, the game's changed? The game has definitely changed, change your games are different. Like Marcy can't act when he was manager, how he acted as captain in Thurrock, because yeah, no chance. Marcy loved a chair off the wall. <laughs> He's seen him as like Sir Alex throwing a cup at people. <laughs> yeah, but I've been a massive maniac, but as a guy, I was, I was, I did, I did tend to lose my temper before getting beat. But a lot of the, a lot of the guys did that, a lot of the guys just did that. When I was a manager, I maybe lost my temper maybe once or twice, but I did kind of try. I was getting a lot cooler and yeah, calm than I thought I would be, actually. But my brother, my brother helped me as well, so I, I was a big help. Yeah. But I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Like, but I did. I enjoyed the football side of things. I did not enjoy the other side of things. Kind of like you're running to the club, and if I could, if I could go back and do it again, I'd like the club to be running. Me had nothing to do with running the club apart from the football side. Of yes. Yes. Local politics, basically. I yeah. Made a big politics man. But but, but I agree with that, and I think there's there's quite a lot of that in most clubs, and I think there sometimes has to be this sort of separation between the people who are involved with the footballing side of things and people who are in the background really just running the club. And I don't think that certainly from my understanding, following some junior clubs that I've been my short period of time, I still think there's that mismarriage there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a successful club, you you go ahead. A good team, a good manager, and your committee in the back, if it's happening in the running of the club, Abdi has to be going in the same direction. 
it's so hard to get like that many people all thinking the same and wanting the same. It's really hard yeah. to get. At. Yeah, I mean, having followed Turf over the period that you have been around the, the, the town I mean what are some of the best away days you guys have had oh. <laughs> oh, if you go back to when me and Marcy were kids it's like Pollock Pollock away in the Scottish Cup and at that time Pollock were getting two and a half three thousand people and we're a top top junior team arguably the best yeah. and Turf went down there and turned them over 1-0 and I'll never forget that yeah yeah it was unbelievable there's a massive giant coming up. Yeah. Because Central Belt juniors are basically Highland League standard, if they better. Yeah. Usually the Central Belt teams beat the Highland League teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At back end, it was even better, I think, a standard. Yeah. And to go do it in Pollock, it beat Pollock was probably the top three favourites for the, the OVD Scottish Junior OVD. Cup, it was that time. Yeah, and I remember that. Massive, massive junior team. And to beat him in their own home patch. And just being there as a kid is just a special. I'll never forget. And then all the players that put. Yeah, I know a lot of the players that played that game as well. Yeah, I'll never forget. Yeah. You, were saying, you were saying away days, but the home days. Remember the Glen Afton game was always Glen Afton. And Alan Ruff was the manager at Glen Afton. Ah, oh, BLZ <laughs> soccer fame. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, uh, infamous fame. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, I think they won it. But the thing is, it was like three foot of snow on the pitch. Yeah, we cleared the pitch. Yeah, and we, me and Massey were selling programs at like I don't know over a 12, 30 year old. Uh, put that edge on. Yeah, helping clear the snow off the pitch. Yeah, that was another massive day. Okay, we could beat now. Yeah, it was still just a still big day. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, playing side of it. We we the playing side of it. I think my favourite away day was probably uh, Lockie United. Or far far as we all came for Lockie. Lockie was a big club. Uh, Rob McKinnon was their manager at the time. Yeah. Again, they were kind of favourites for. Was the Scottish Cup we played them in? It was like the Dundee Aberdeen Cup. Okay. And uh, we we were expected to get barred and we turned the move that day, so that was a special day. Yeah. Play inside the yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, you mentioned a few clubs there that are synonymous in my own following of the junior game as well. Because Glenafton played Ellen United a few years ago, and I remember, I remember the game well because Ellen were in front, went in front in that game and ended up losing it three one. But it was a, a yeah. fascinating few moments because just for a short period of time, there was just thing. Hey, we could possibly cause an upset here, but yeah. unfortunately, it never happened. But. Pollock as well, and I love the way you mentioned the OVD Cup because one of my favourite memories used to be when it was on TV. My dad and every Sunday when it was on or when the final was on, my dad and I would watch it. And usually it would be between Pollock you mentioned, but Teaport is the one team I always think. Yeah, Auckland, Talbot, and it, it, great memories, great memories. Yeah, great times, big big clubs, big junior clubs. Steeps in history are them junior clubs. Yeah, and the, and the fact that you guys have managed to see your sides win down there, I mean, that is fantastic. That is so, in, 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 in like junior terms, it was like Aberdeen beating Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. To us, because Pollock <laughs> was just. I mean, the players had players played and all. Uh, I think we, we scored, barely scored early doors, and it was basically back to the wall. The game of Sparky, you go, he played for Brock and uh, Cali. And, uh, teams like that, he was in goal, see the game of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a special day.
to chat to you guys about um, players out with Turriff that have been characters within the Highland League setup or Junior League setup for that matter. Who, who, who stands out for you guys? Characters. David Borland, maybe? David Borland, Yeah, hard as nails, hard as nails. Great players, really, yeah. technically. Big, big Mark Strachan. Big Mark Strachan, I. <laughs> East End, East End. You used to walk, you used to go out the car, and you look at the social club at East End, and Mark Strachan's got the full strip on, supping on a pint, smoking a tabby. <laughs> then he would just walk out on the pitch and play. Sounds like this guy could put Willie Collum to shame. <laughs> yeah, Dennis is a great referee, like really good referee. Yeah, I mean some of my any good referees, but he was one of them. I mean some of my Highland League characters, and I've got a much shorter history than you guys. Cami uh, Keith is an, obviously an absolute legend of Keith uh, that, that I've been lucky to speak with on this podcast. You know, someone like Russell McBride, who had the pleasure of playing for Ellen for a short period of while. The main brother, Stephen and, and Neil, who did a great job with He's Ellen. Smart. I mean, yeah. what a brilliant Fraser Bar team that was, especially. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, Kit Mainzer who worked, well, he works for, I worked for Barrett's, and Mainzer's a bookie at Barrett's. And yeah. Played, he, we played against him, and he played for a long side before he you know, Yes. Fraser Yeah. 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 And uh, I think he put broke it Highland League. Yeah. Was it time for, for Cove to? I went to Cove, alongside the Cove. I think it was 16 grand or something. Oh, 8 grand. Guy, but, but, but a bit closer. I mean, Big Craig had played for us, Craig Stewart. Massive character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but, give it times. 
Great times. Be honest, Derek, you'd be honest, no bigger character than that. Sadly, Hendo has passed away because Hendo is one of the biggest characters you'll ever meet in the game. Yeah. What, what, what was he? What was he synonymous with with Turf? Was he just a natural goal scorer, or was he just a guy who just played for the hardest sleeve? What, what made him synonymous for you guys? Well, when he turned, when he turned up, it was a hundred percent. When he got the turn up, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sounds like was he a bit like Alan Brazil? Only turned up when he fancied it. <laughs> uh, well, but he was like, he's so such a good player, and that he was really nut, you know. He's, he could, have, he could have been like a top Highland League player, yeah. easy. But you could play anywhere in midfield, you yeah. play up front, you could Aye. play centre back, but he was 100% and just, like you say, he was the same as me and Massey. He played for Turret for like 11 years, something like that, 12 yeah. years or something. So, yeah. uh, I, but he was hilarious as well. It's uh, such a character. Mm-hmm. Tell one of them boys, he could turn up and you could see he was still smashed and then <laughs> you, get, you get man the match. <laughs> oh, yeah, a great game. Yeah. yeah. Having played lawn bowls myself, I know a, a, a few people who uh, would go in that bracket. And, and bowls is obviously a much lesser sport than, than football, obviously, but a similar sort of connections. Well, my my, I never played around the stick, but my dad definitely did when he was yeah, younger. Yeah, I played around the stick. Can I hear a story about bowls? Yes. My, my granddad was a big bowls man. My granddad Marcy, and uh, he played it. Uh, he. And I was a kid, he came to play bowls at King Edward, uh, in King Edward Hall. Yeah. And I didn't, it was outdoors, obviously. They rolled out the carpet and that. I was that thing in the middle. Was this, is this a stick? Uh, yeah. 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 So I think Furl's Wood. Yes. Furl's Wood. Spins round. He's teaching me how to do it, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's a piece of piss. No problem, kid. So I, 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 I always like to copy, even if I've never played the sport before in my life. You try to copy the technique, don't you? And put it in one knee, <laughs> get a hot leg ball, right? So I did that, that and I rolled it. I rolled the bar, bear went free in the inner wire. <laughs> and it's the I just looked at my granddad, and he's giving a big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I wanted to ask about that was because uh, Gary Hepburn is a great pal of mine, a turf way, and he knows a few of you guys in particular. What's it? Yeah, uh, Gary's a great guy and, and a, a big influence in my own life, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Gary if he's listening. Um, really great memories for me. Talking about you guys as a podcast, because you what? How many podcasts have you, episodes we've done? 13, 14 podcasts now. It really seems to be going from strength to strength. Well, what's your thoughts? We just finished our fifteenth. Uh, what do you think? So, well, I, I, as an onlooker looking on, I, I've been really impressed. I love the the camaraderie the three of you have together. Some of the stories are are absolutely fantastic, and I'm loving this discussion that you're building at the moment about your all time eleven, which has had a lot of debate on social media. Certainly has, yes, certainly has, uh, yeah. 
In fact, so much so that I con I contributed twice with the same player, but was already picked for the previous week. Oh, it was you call me out with that one. Yeah, it's me. It's me and. Is it Maldini? Yes. Uh, I said, well, he was in the previous one. Oh, Cannavaro, yeah. Cannavaro, that's who it was. Yeah. I, I, Cannavaro is an absolute legend. It, had to, it has to be so on this I, team. So I put, you, I put you to the link to the previous you did. And then I had a wee spy, and you didn't even vote for him. Exactly, I know. I'm voting for somebody else. I had an absolute Western super, as Ray Parler would say. But honestly, guys, your, your, the concept of your show is really light-hearted, it's really entertaining, it's humorous. And that, I get, is just basically what we're just challenging now. And that is just you guys in a nutshell. Yeah. That was a big thing for us. I mean, obviously, like yourself, all interviews go on and stuff. We just wanted to stay away for that, didn't we? And just... I would like to stay away from the interviews. I mean, uh, James has done a good job at Canal Park. And then yourself and stuff. Yeah, James yeah. McClay, for those who are not listening, is doing the Beyond Canal Park podcast, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Need to give James a shout because uh, hoping to get him personally on my own show, but a uh, really great guy and really doing some great stuff as well. And I think it's great that there's a good local community up in the northeast of Scotland are just chewing the fat about football. I mean, I, I, I certainly during this lockdown period have been very lucky to chat to a whole range of people from the world of football, an eclectic mix as I call it. But I'm wanting to yeah. do more group chats with people like this, and yeah. I think it's yeah. very important to chat to like-minded people like yourselves who just want to talk about football. I need to come and get involved in this a little bit more because anybody talking shite is right in the, my area I have to say as a lot of my Ellen pals will know if they're listening to this <laughs> now I wanted to chat to you about your marathon podcast which is building up towards I think it's next month or October can you enlighten my listeners a little bit more about what it's all about well it was actually Massey who came up with the idea of doing something for charity because um, obviously Massey's cousin, he uh, suffers from Crohn's, and also Dunk's uh, father and a few of other relations passed away with cancer. So just Massey actually came up with the idea, let's do a 24-hour podcast for charity and see if we can put my name out there, spread the word, and it just seems to be growing arms and legs. So we're 24-hour sponsors. That's I think we've done what, 24 hours? 24 hours ah, now? Basically, it's all been 24, 24 hours. hours. So we, we got us, we, we £100. £100 for an hour and we'll, you'll sponsor that hour. Excellent. We're looking for 24 sponsors. I think we've raised, we're, we've raised nearly uh, 2,700. Yeah. Just with the sponsors alone. Just with the sponsors alone. And obviously, the mugs away, that was a great thing as well, to get the name out there. But back to the 24 hour pod, we've got some good guests lined up. We're going to keep it, the names to our chest just now. Till near the hand of time, um, got some cracking ideas for the day and the night, and I think we'll get to leave it for the next month or so before we kind of put, put things out there. Yeah, exactly. So start pushing it. 
Yeah, looking forward to it, but anything that can raise money for charities close to heart, so yeah. it's for us. So, uh, it's obviously everyone's a hard, hard time just now with the whole COVID and things like that, and charities are also getting missed at the moment, so it'd be nice to get a few pounds to some good charities. Yeah. Well, let this be put on record, guys, that I will put a link on my podcast page uh, for you guys to see if my listeners will, will raise some money for you guys as well, because I certainly will donate. It seems like a really positive cause, so I really want to wish you guys all the best. Um, just to get a little yeah. bit of a flavour, what things will you be talking about? Will it be general stuff about football? Will it be stuff from yesteryear? What, what kind of stuff? So it's, it's just going to be a big mix of stuff. So we've got, we will be doing some interviews because we've got some sort of professional, ex-professional players coming on that folk will want to hear about their careers and stuff. That's not going to be our theme moving forward. For a 24-hour podcast, we will be doing a few interviews. And we've got a lot of lads coming on that uh, we've played with in the past and stuff like that. Just chatting. Quizzes, raffles. We've got a quiz going on. Mike's running a quiz. We've got a raffle. Uh, just that. So we'll stick it with anything. We're going to hit it. Well, it's obviously a lot of material, but we'll also sit the guests that are coming on. If there's anything they want to talk, we'll yeah. literally speak about anything. You know what I mean? Excellent. Excellent. And then Andy's listening just telling us to fire in what they'd like us to talk about, because as I said, We'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to f- kind of head towards the finish with this, but just talking about your mug, two blokes and a mate mugs. You give these away uh, as prizes yeah, each week, um, which is absolutely fantastic part of the show. And I've I earned, I've not unfortunately won one yet. I'd love to win one because I think they're very synonymous, a little bit like the Campbell's Football's mugs that I have. Um, but how did that come about? Did that come about early on? The uh, idea. So I. We made some mugs, didn't we? Yeah. You made mugs. I, I got some mugs. I just wanted to get a bit of merch. We had a little thumbnail on it. So I ordered six mugs, and the idea was really, we were just going to hit two each and just yeah. use them. So I brought it to my work, the mug to my work, and I just put it down at the desk. And I just thought, that's be quite pretty funny in Giawa. And I just thought, how, how could, how could we do a lot of competition at a time? If it was the first thing again, somebody was doing something. Like, oh, it was Doc, wasn't it? Yeah, Doc liked to say unbelievable. So I thought, how can we get Doc to stop saying it unbelievable? Well, we'll, we'll, D, we'll say, how much times will Doc say unbelievable? And whoever gets closest can get a mug. Yeah. And I think you said it, did you? No, I <laughs> said So much so that we've actually got a, a, a nice new TV in our room here, and um, it was a guy from work who actually gave to me. And he said, "It goes how much are you want for the TV?" He goes, "I want nothing, but I want a mug." Nobody's <laughs> 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 uh, wanting a mug, and I'm wanting one as well. But I'll have to try and win one outright rather than just be handed one. Guys, we're coming to the end of our, our room. No, quite, quite, right? I was the same with Campbell's Fool's Mugs. Everybody was wanting one for a while. And I think I'm down to about three or four, but I'll have to roll out some new merchandise at my own site. 
Guys, we're coming to the end of the, the podcast. I've really enjoyed our, our our chat or so. It's been really good crack. I've really enjoyed the, the camaraderie we've had as a, a quartet. What does the future hold for this podcast? Because you've got a lot of local connections and it seems to be going from strength to strength, as I said. You, you look like you have so much material to work with here. Uh, so we're hoping they sell it to Spotify. <laughs> 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 so we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But we love doing it. And like, me, me and Massey said at the start, we would do it like Arsenal. There was 10 people because we just love speaking about football. So we just want to try and grow it and see what it takes us. Yeah. But with it, yeah, I right, I right, 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 speak to your mates and yeah. I think that's probably one of the main things for me you come in speaking to my pals and then I laugh and then at the bay and getting back into where we used to be from Vision Arts it's a beat for us like, yeah. absolutely and I, I think you've got to be honest you think your thing you're doing is a lot harder than we are definitely well I, I count myself really lucky who I've interviewed so far I couldn't have, I couldn't have sit in front of a camera and just speak myself. I think that's a different... Uh, hats off to that, hats off to that level. Oh, is this my uh, Facebook Live show is on a Friday night? Yeah, I mean... Uh, well, just to you, you, okay, the interviews, you can bounce off your, whoever you're interviewing, but I've seen a lot of your lives and you speak a lot of sense and you sit here and you just stutter or anything like that, you're quite fluent. And that's a different ball, that's a different level for me. I couldn't do it. We're, yeah. just, no. we're just bouncing off each other. And people ask so, me, and people ask me about that, do I have notes in front of me? I absolutely have nothing in front of me here. It's all banked in here. I'm a bit of a head jam. Uh, Remember that game show that Vernon yeah. K used to present called ha- Head Jam yeah. back yeah. in the day? Before, yeah. he's, before he got really famous. That, that That's kind of me in a yeah. nutshell, really. Random facts. Yeah. Well, I've worked, with, I've worked with a couple of guys who know you, Ryan Skinner and Craig Booth. Yes, oh, I, I, Craig Booth is a guy who I've known through primary school, a, a really yeah. top guy, and, and, and Ryan's another great guy. I know his wife, Emma, better, because Emma was in my year at school, and Ryan's slightly older, but yes, I know them. Yeah, great guys. Guys, yeah, I talk a good game. Well, thanks very much, guys, for your really kind comments. But for me, it's an absolute privilege to just chat with the three of you guys because, you know, we all support local guys. You know, we all want each other to do well. I'm very proud that I've, I've done okay at my side, but I want to make sure that everybody is doing well as well. And I don't want to dominate. And you guys are, are, are doing your own great stuff. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me on Campbell's Footballs, fellas. Well, listener, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Campbell's Footballs. I hope this podcast was just what the doctor ordered. If you want to listen to previous shows or look out for future shows, follow Campbell's Footballs on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to other podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Campbell's Footballs. Search for me, StatoG91, on Instagram or other social media channels. But until then, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the crack and enjoy Campbell's footballs. What a dangerous night.